Welcome to the Code Life podcast with me, Carl Beach, and my great mate, Nathan Blackaby. Hello, mate. So, we've been looking at Romans 12 last time, and uh, we thought we'd skip forward a bit to uh, part of the passage, which is, we think, very tough for blokes. And it's, it's Romans 12, verse 17, which says, Never pay back evil for evil to anyone respect what is right in the sight of all men Hmm. if possible so far as it depends on you be at peace with all men never take your own revenge beloved but leave room for the wrath of god for it is written vengeance is mine i will repay says the lord but if your enemy is hungry feed him and if he's thirsty give him a drink for in doing so you will heap burning coals on his head i don't think that's the motive (laughs) He's just no. saying, leave it to God. Yeah. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, for us men, that can be so hard when you are wronged. And, you know, we've got testosterone and, you know, a bit of muscle power and yeah. determination and yeah. focus. Uh, trusting a wrong or a slight to God, leaving it to heaven... <coughs> it's mm. very difficult mm. but not just leaving something to God but actually to act in the face of a wrongdoing with an opposite spirit mm. is I think one of the great kingdom challenges mm. in front of us which which is why and not plugging the book here but this is one of the reasons why I wanted to write Going Against the Grain because I heard so many times that being a Christian bloke is a crutch it's this it's that being a Christian is one of the hardest, most brutal Tough. journeys you can do, surely. Because that isn't what the world does. No. Is it? No. There's an opposite spirit, warfare, lifestyle to be oh, led. It's brutal. Yeah. So, let me give you an example, mm. uh, and then I, I'm, you know, we'll bat around yeah, our yeah. own experiences yeah. of this. And I'll try and do this relatively quickly, but we had uh, uh, this little season, Karen and I, where... For 18 months, I had a GT86, mm. uh, the Toyota. Nice car. Yeah, the uh, next gen for the Celica. Mm. I it for 18 months. I branded it all up with CVM. Yeah, Do you I remember, remember it? I remember yeah. it, yeah. And um, two litre, naturally aspirated. Lovely. But you could throw it around corners, <laughs> couldn't you? <laughs> you could slide it around around. <laughs> so we were told. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's what I saw on Top Gear. Yeah. You put the back end out around the roundabout and keep it under quite good control. That's what Jeremy Clarkson did. So uh, I had that, it was great fun, and then um, crashed it. Five miles an hour at tops in a cured traffic, quarter of a mile from my house. It was in December, near Christmas, mm. just before Karen's birthday. Uh, dark, raining. I was looking out the window, uh, some new houses that were being put up mm. near my house, mm. and uh, I looked forward, the woman in front of me pulled off. And then I and I looked around again. She stalled, right? And I rolled into the back of her, very slow. Just a roll, roll. Yeah, roll just literally, mm. just very slow. Mm. Uh, she was in a 1989 Vauxhall Nova, built like a tank. Yeah, massive rubber bumper. Yeah, yeah. So we pulled over. Basically, the front end of my car went under her bumper because mm. mine was quite low slung, being a sports car. Of course. I got out of the car, knocked on the window, she put her hand around the window down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, what did you do that for? Hmm. I said, well, honestly, I weren't looking. 
I said, and I'll crash into the back. I'm very sorry. Merry Christmas. And she said, well, let's have a look at the damage. So I've got the old iPhone torch on. Yeah. And she said, you're not doing very well, have you? And my card turned into a pterodactyl. It was all folded up at the front. The crumple zone had gone. Right. So her car was already done in. I mean, it paint and scratches and dents all over it. And she said, I think I've done all right here. Yeah? I said, well, there's probably a bit of paint come off on your bumper. And Because I, I, it was wet. I, it actually came off on my hand. I was rubbing it in my hand. It said, oh, it's nothing. Bumper was secure. Cars, it was so low speed, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah. And I said, well, should we swap numbers anyway? She said, yes, do that. I said, I'm very sorry again. So that's fine. I said, you sure there's no damage to your car? She said, no, I'm 100% positive. She said, the car's worth a couple hundred quid. I'm not mine. Hmm. So anyway, I went home, said, okay, and crashed the car again. Hmm. She said, no, I'm going to go again. And uh, so we get it sorted, don't worry. About a week later, this is five or six days before Christmas, literally bang on Karen's birthday, I get a text from this girl. Mm. And it says, I've had my car professionally assessed and there's £700 worth of damage, at least. But if you come to my house today with 100 quid... (laughs) I'll uh, forget all about it. <laughs> now, you're from mm. Harlow. Yeah. I'm from oh, Romford. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we know a scam. Yeah. We know we're being stitched up. Yeah. You know. So I want, I, I, you know, everything in me wanting to have a go. Mm. You know, now, if you're a communicator like me and you, mm. we're generally blessed with the fast mind to mouth and, no uh, and good use of words. Like no we problem. can, our words can bring life or you destroy. Could, you could destroy. Destroy. Mm. And uh, and I, I, honestly, in that moment, I wanted to. Mm. I had a little word with Karen, she told me to grow up. Mm. So I put myself in a corner, gave mm. myself a talking to, which is a great strategy, metaphorically speaking. Yeah, yeah, calm the mind. Calm the mind, told myself <clears> off. <throat> And then I remembered this passage, which has meant a lot to me. And um, I thought, I know what I'm going to do. Opposite spirit. So I wrote a checkout. She asked for 100. Hmm. I wrote a checkout for 150 quid. And my hmm. checkbook says Reverend Carl Beach. Hmm. I'm not a reverend anymore. Right. But I was. Right. A couple of times, I think. Yeah. It's a story for another podcast. Not done anything wrong. Just no. to clarify. No, no. Anyway, uh, now I missed her, but I did have Reverend on the checkbook then. Yeah. Uh, got her address, went round there. Yeah. Her car looked all right to me. Yeah. yeah pulled up outside the house. Limped round there in the pterodactyl. <laughs> Still not being fixed. And uh, I knocked on her door. And I said to her, I just want to apologise again for inconveniently crashing into your car. Yeah. Just before Christmas. So by way of an apology and to help you fix your car, I put an extra bit of dosh on, on the cheque. Yeah. And it folded up. Yeah. I said, I just want to bless you. He said, bless me? I said, I want to bless you. I said, just if I choose to live my life. I said, I, I'm uh, running a Christian charity. So yeah. I'm a Christian, follow Jesus. Yeah. And uh, part of a church. And I just choose to live my life a bit differently. And she opened a cheque and she saw the 150 and she saw the reverend. And I wanted to say to her at that moment, and if you take this off me, you'll be struck down by the power of Almighty God. Don't. For generations, it's curse you. That's what I wanted to say. But I got a grip again. Gave myself a little talking to. And I thought, and she said, said what? I said, no, I, I'm blessing you. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Mm. And walked back. And inside, I was feeling jubilant. I thought, there's no way mm. she can pay that check in. Her conscience would have kicked in. Yeah, seared. 
and you know heat burning coals in their head. You know, mm. if your enemy's hungry, feed him. Yeah, thirsty, give him something to drink. That's, that's, it, what, I'm that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. God, practical, hit him back. But opposite spirit. No, she paid it in because it, it came through a few days later. Check so, cleared. Yeah, check cleared just after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> she must have taken it down the afternoon. Oh. Anyway, um, mm. I thought though, here's why I did it. One, it's right. Yeah. Number two, it's good for me, good for her. Mm. Number two, and 150 quid at Christmas as an evangelist. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah. Well, I always said to my girls, I said, uh, Dad's an evangelist. Mm. I said, you know, there'll always be a meal, always be a, a bed. It's not much, Dosh. But no presents yeah, this year. Because <laughs> I crashed the pterodactyl. Because uh, last gig I got, got a book token. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's look at this comic. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, mm. reference previous edition. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, the other second reason <laughs> I thought was, what if, hypothetically, what if she she gets invited to an alpha because Let's say she, she moves to a town where one of you boys listening is living. Mm. Mm. Say she moves to Raynham mm. and uh, she bumps into some Christian working in wherever. And this Christian says, oh, I've got this amazing thing called Alpha. Why don't you come along so become friends? Mm. She goes, Christian thing. I met that Christian leader once. And he was a pig. Mm. Like, there's nothing good about him. You know, yeah, I tried to rip him off, but he destroyed me. You know, he was horrible. Mm. Mm. Or she's now thinking, Christians. I tried to rip that bloke off once and he gave me more than I asked for mm. I, I I think C.S. Lewis first coined the phrase what he'd done is put a stone in her shoe mm. you only get a little pebble in your shoe and mm. you try and move it to the side yeah, with your yeah. toes and then it keeps coming back yeah, and you yeah. have to stop yeah. and th- take it out stone in the shoe but you put a yeah. gospel stone in her shoe and she's now walking around with a gospel limp you, you'll be there ready for the right time Yeah, that's more fun yeah. that's more yeah. fun than losing your rag yeah and you have to leave that because you you never know. Really. Give it we, to heaven. You might not ever know. Give it to heaven. Mm. One of the best things you can ever do. Trust the Lord. Yeah, that's powerful, that mate, isn't it? But that's tough for us blokes to do, though, isn't it? Because the pride and the sense of being unjustly kind ripped of treated off. or ripped off, you think they're laughing at me. They've got one over me, and that is a real knife in the side for a lot of blokes. And you think I cannot live with that emasculation do you know what I mean yeah you think I've got to get one back I've got yeah. to prove myself I've got to fight back in some way that's powerful do you ever see her no never saw her again mm. looked out for her she's driving nearly down my road really never saw her again mm. maybe it was a test might be but I don't think so I think I just think Everyone's got a story. Mm. There's always a background thing going on. Maybe she was desperate. Mm. Thought I was an opportunity. Maybe she's been run up by her friends. I remember once when we lived in Somerset, we had a neighbour who was Mr. Grumpy from Planet Grumpy. Mm. He was aggressively grumpy. Old boy. Mm. But old boy. Uh, never really saw his wife. It's mm. a bit mysterious. He was married. Sort of see her walking and silhouette in the window mm. and upstairs. And uh, Karen and I were building a frame for some lovely climbing roses at mm. the back of our garden. Mm. And while I was on the road, he kicked off <coughs> a Karen, mm. swore at her, you know, bad swearing. Yeah, yeah. Sa- saying that he thought we were building uh, like some sort of summer house that was going to intrude into his, 
his view was right he was effing and jeffing you know and uh Karen was really upset mm. I'm on the road three days I mean he was threatening my wife mm. and and it so got to me because all it was was a little climbing FOMOs and it wasn't even going to go over his fence line it was just a way we were in between jobs you know mm. and uh mate I, I it's my wife mm. threatening my wife mm. I went to cut the gigs short come home mm. I, I plotted his death for three days on the road did you well hypothetically scheming plotting yeah how am I going to do <laughs> and uh, I got home I had to, my driveway was on the back of the house I had to walk through the garden through the back door and I was going to go straight round there drop my bag go straight round there and have it out yeah. I was fuming mate swear at my wife mm. threaten physically threaten my wife mm. over something like that make her cry mm. scared to go out because she bumped into him that's hard for a bloke that mm. yeah no it is uh, she precious your wife you know mm. Anyway, as I was walking through the house, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me. He said, you're not being very loving, are you? Mm. It's not being a peacemaker, is it? As I was walking through the house. Mm. In that old house in Bath, we had a little pantry-type cupboard. Mm. So I stopped. Karen's like, you're not going to go around, are you? She said, you're angry. I said, no, no it's all right. Open the pantry cupboard. I didn't there. Packet of my favourite cakes. Mm. Pink. I used to keep them fond of fancies. Oh, lovely. Can't beat him. So I grabbed the packet. I love me pink from the fences. Mm. Not now I'm losing a bit of weight. I'm off it. But anyway, yeah. uh, I went around there, knocked on his door. He's waiting for me. Was he? He'd seen me pull up. He's waiting for me. Door opens. Mm. I said, hello, mate. I said, uh, I heard you upset while I was away, and I'm really sorry for that. And I come around with a packet of cakes, and a cup of tea. We'll have a chat about it. Mm. He went, what? And I went, let's have a packet of cakes. I said, well, have a, have a, let's have a fondant fancy cup of tea. Talk about it. I said, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm genuinely sorry that our climbing frame, our rose, climbing rose frame has upset you. And he went, it's climbing rose frame. I went, yeah, yeah. He went, oh. And I went to him, are you all right, mate? And he went, no, no, I'm not. I said, what's the matter? He said, my health. Be right about my wife, she's very mm. poorly, and mm. everything's falling apart, and struggling with my family, and mm. they've all left, you know, and blah. It starts to pour his heart out, so I say mm. to him, Let's go and have a cup of tea, mate. Will you come into my place and we'll mm. have a chat? Mm. And we did, and um, it kept me a packet of fond of fancies, actually, which I was a bit gutted about. Did he? Mm. Uh, but we never became best mates, no, but the situation was diffused. Mm. And we never had a problem with him again until you know, we moved four years later and never had a problem again. Opposite spirit. Mm. It's interesting, mate. It, I, on a similar vein, I had an issue with a, an old guy in it where we used to live up here in the peaks and I parked my Mondeo estate outside his house. That's a beautiful car. It was. ST. Beautiful car. Oh, it was beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, uh, we were driving it. Actually, I think my wife might have been driving it home with the kids in one one evening, <clears throat> and it didn't feel right, something was wrong, and she pulled over at a garage, mate of ours called Adrian, loversley. Hello, Adrian, and, uh, lovely bloke, good motorcyclist. Like, yeah, and he, he had a look, and the wheel nuts were loose. They shouldn't have been loose. 
No, it weren't, just say it weren't Adrian. No, no, no. no just to clarify. He tightened them up. He yeah. said the wheel nuts were loose. Said someone been tampering with the wow. wheel. Wow. So this old boy, wow. he'd undone the wheel nuts. He wow, couldn't undo mate. the locking it's like, one. It's like a police issue, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he couldn't undo the locking one, obviously. But the other four, he'd loosened. That's terrible. I mean, how dangerous is that? We could have killed your family. I know. So I was stuck in a bit of a dilemma because it started to rob my peace. And I wanted to hurt him. I wanted him to be afraid. But then I thought, there's a guy who, who's probably afraid anyway. That's why he's reacting like he is. He's living a life of... Yeah, he's desperate. You know, there's something wrong. So I started to pray about it, and I knocked, and I said, have you been tampering with the car? And he said, no, looking awkward and guilty. I said, well, look, I'm sorry for parking here. I shouldn't have parked there. I'll move it. I, you know, I don't want any problems. And I, I apologise. And I ensured that I wasn't parked there again. Well, and he had no right to own the space or anything like that. But but it did trigger no, in me. Super I started, gracious of Well, you. I started praying for him. I started praying mm. for him, and actually, he did. He passed away in the end, and very sad. He passed away. Lonely. Uh, cause of death, mate. I can't go into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't go. I can't go into the details. Uh, but he did pass away. Uh, but yeah, it just, what the point was? It just changed my heart, mm. and, I, and I really was so torn up by it. But living with the opposite spirit does. Yes, yeah. And here's the thing: practically, get that email that riles you. Mm. Don't don't. Don't respond in their heat. No. You know, give it a couple of days. Yeah. Look behind what's going on. Yeah. People are jostling and positioning against you. Yeah. It don't matter. Yeah. And people are attacking your reputation. Get Take a deep breath. Be the man of honour. Yeah. You know, be be the man who walks across the room to the people that other people are uh, slagging off. You know, yeah. be the man who you know, doesn't bite back. Yeah. Be the man who has integrity, peace, kindness, yeah. love, opposite spirit. The general measure is if it's riling up and you're finding it really hard, then you're on the right path. You know, yeah. if it's really hard to say sorry or ask for forgiveness. Yeah. You're on the right path. Or let people off the hook. Here's a phrase or two hmm. I've tried to live by give the benefit of the doubt and believe the best. Hmm. Give the benefit of the doubt in the situation hmm. and believe the best of that person. Or scenario, yeah. Don't don't let cynicism grab your heart. Yeah, yeah. Live with the opposite spirit. Be a peacemaker. Makes you vulnerable, though, don't mean. And well, that's not a nice position to be in. We live our lives before an audience of one, don't we? Mm. But but that's the thing. Jesus did all this stuff. He was vulnerable, wasn't he? He made himself vulnerable. He, had he the exercised power with yeah. nails through his wrists and feet. <laughs> yeah, didn't he? Yeah. I love the fact that he could have called down. Oh. Uh, 72 legions of angels was it yeah like thousands of th I mean in, in Isaiah one angel wiped out the whole Assyrian army mm. so that is some firepower mm. right there I mm. can't remember how many angels it is but it's mm. like tens of thousands of angels probably, mm. however many are in the legion it's all gone out my head now but it's a lot mm. but, he, but he but he chose to yeah. allow himself to be crucified but even like in the garden when Peter when they come to take him Peter cuts off that bloke's ear doesn't he mm. he uses what he thinks is the right action and Jesus is like, no, we're not, we're not doing it that way. Yeah, puts the bloke's ear back on. Exactly. Yeah, it's like that's amazing. Yeah, I remember. I might have shared the story with you before. It was a story from uh, Iran. Look at this picture. Uh, for the benefit of those listening, if you go onto the Guardian and type in Balal, B A L A L, mm. 
death sentence. Mm. So this bloke, right? Yeah. He was in his 20s and he got into a street fight with this guy called... Um, Just for the benefit of those listening, that is a man blindfolded with a noose being put around his neck. Yeah. With a family yeah. looking like they're fighting it off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so the point of the story is that um, Bilal actually murdered an, another kid, 18-year-old. Got into a street fight. Yeah. Bilal had a knife in his sock. In in the heat you know the heat of the moment, stabbed this kid once. Kid died. Uh, it took about eight years for the prosecution to get Bilal to put him for the process. Anyway, death sentence was given. Mm. Now in Iran, under Sharia law, the practical application of Sharia law, the family of the kid who died, mum and dad, can come up and kick the chair away from under Bilal's feet. Wow. So the guy's standing there, as you saw, blindfold on, yep. noose around his neck, yep. on a chair. Yep. And the mum and dad come up to kick the chair away under a practical um, retaliation of justice, if you like, under, under practical Sharia mm. law. And what happened was uh, the mum, she had a dream a couple of nights before. And she had a dream of her son, a picture of her son. And in the dream, she had this sense of forgiveness. And she said to her husband, we need to forgive him. So they went up. Everyone was expecting him to kick the chair away. Wow. And the, the mum, she slapped Bilal around the face. Hmm. Walked up to him, hard slap around the face. And then together they took the noose off his neck. And Bilal's mum was there. Uh, and the mum of the boy that died, they got together. And, and the mum of the boy that died said, we can't lose two sons. We've lost one. We can't lose him. They got the power to do that under Sharia law. They got the power to do that, but he, Bilal still, he wasn't then set free. There was still a prison consequence. So instead of death, you know, it was life in prison. So he couldn't, he couldn't break that side of it. But the mum and dad had the right to waiver the death sentence for him. Wow. Amazing, isn't it? Set him free. Okay, still had a consequence to pay for his action, but he wasn't, wasn't killed. And I just, I was really hit by that. It was. Could I have done that? If that was my son, Micah, who had died, faced with his killer, and the chair's there, the stool's there to boot it away and watch him swing. Hmm. There was in me this sense of vengeance, this sense of hmm. justice for my but boy. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Yeah. And that's where it hits Get the road. Enemies, hungry, feed him. It's in the. It's in the practical application of daily life for mm. most of us that we get got and it yeah and it builds up if you, you allow bitterness and revenge and cynicism to build up eventually the enemy our enemy captures our hearts yeah it's so hard when you're in the arena and people are jostling positioning doing your legs mm. uh, i mean we've always done it we? like uh, we try and practice the opposite spirit in social media yeah that's an interesting one, mate. Yeah. So, you know, when people have a go, <coughs> you answer back with grace. I'm, so, mm. I'm sorry that you... I'm sorry we upset you or... But, and you could unload. Like we've said, we're both communicators. You could unload in a torrent. There have been a couple of times, though, interestingly, when <coughs> I've said to people, like, people having a go, mm. over something I thought was like nothing, you mm. know. And, uh, and I've said, oh, I'm sorry if I, you know, sorry if I offended you. And then they've gone... You're taking a spiritual upper hand. Oh. You're going like, no. No. <laughs> no, I genuinely mean it. You know, I'm sorry I've offended you. And then you've got to get out of it. Wow. The best thing you've got to do is, that's happened to me a few times, the best thing you've got to do, 
people are sometimes spoiling for a fight. Mm. And Twitter is a nightmare for that. Mm. Just angry. Yeah, a lot of anger out there. And in the Christian world, mm. you know, and one-upmanship, mm. I think. Just stop it. Just don't. Just leave it. Say, I'm sorry, forgive me. Just get out of it. You know, don't. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't escalate. Stop escalating things online. Yeah. Well, and this says it. People want the final word. Yeah. I'm not trying to get the final word here, mate, by the way. People want the final word. <laughs> Let me just go to the Bible for this one. All right. <laughs> not this final word, but. Uh, verse 18 if possible as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone yeah live at peace so, yeah. so as far as it, as much as possible as far as it depends but on you but here's the thing there is a process that I think you and I are on and, and are fighting for and it's almost surrendering your free voice it's almost surrendering your opinion and saying I'm not going to voice my opinion here. I'm not going to use it I can and it's my right to I'm going to give that over and say I don't need to respond to that. Do you know what's really helped me? Uh, focus. So I've said I'm a one-trick pony. Mm. Probably not strictly true, but by and large, I'm a one-trick pony. Mm. I tell people about Jesus. Yeah. And occasionally I'll, I'll cast opinions and other stuff. Yeah. I mean, people try and bait me outside of that, or they're trying to knock me off the, the line of mm. proclaiming Christ. So it's going to damage the kingdom. You know, mm. I just don't get involved. No, just choose not to. Yeah, but that's you tough. won't see me doing politics online. That make comments about Brexit. See, I, I was I was tackled on something that indirectly I didn't write, but I was linked to, mm. and I was with my children in the library, like day out with my kids, and I was being attacked online and called out on stuff and misrepresented on stuff, and it was really hard because you think actually my name is being slandered it or, or I'm being misrepresented it's not this isn't right mm. and I was really quite cut up about it and then I, I prayed about it and I felt Jesus say I know I know what that feels like God yeah well he he, he faced he was silent before his accusers wasn't he? he yeah. didn't defend himself yeah the lies the false testimony he was like yeah I know yeah I've faced I took a lot of encouragement times. encouragement mm. off that and the thing is it passes mm. there's that great phrase isn't there um I think it was uh, Lincoln who quoted it in some famous speech. And he said uh, that an old tribal chief many uh, hundreds of years ago mm. asked his wise men, come up with a phrase that will do for all situations, whether things are going well, things are going badly. And the phrase was, the wise man came back and he said, I found a phrase. Mm. So what is it? He said, these things shall pass. Like whether it's going great or mm. things are terrible, these things shall pass mm. state level yeah thanks for listening